0: this is Russ Hackman. Coming up on The Wall Street Sweeper, this week we'll be talking about how to take advantage of the current market upswing to upgrade your retirement plan and delve into some examples of the three layers of fees that are common in many portfolios.
1: Welcome in
0: to The Wall Street Sweeper. This is the only industry that I know of where you can actually pay more to get something worse. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. They might have gotten one of those reports that, you know, they hit enter on and it says you're probably going to be okay, but if you're not, it's not our fault. And now, The Wall
1: Street Sweeper with Russ Hackface.
0: Russ
2: Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. This is the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman, ready to talk to you uh, about decluttering your financial life and also about uh, just meeting with you and talking about your retirement. 25 years experience as a financial advisor for offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. Early years on Wall Street, and that's really how we open the show uh, most of the weeks here with uh, Russ's take on the markets uh, each and every week. So, Russ, what are we seeing out there in the old concrete jungle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hot in the concrete jungle. Yeah. Well I'm not sure anybody's, you know, in those offices now. I think they're saying, you know, the concrete jungle is pretty empty. They're trying yeah. to get people to live down there where Wall Street is now, apparently. And it's apparently it's pretty gloomy, and it's one of the cheapest places to rent an apartment in New York. Oh, well then I'd go uh, for it. (laughs) uh, Well, in any event, um, it has been an interesting couple of weeks uh, in in a couple of respects. Number one is, and I think everyone should take note of what happened with the Federal Reserve last week and then into this week, And it seems to be starting to be something that impacts the markets, but but maybe not as much as it's going to. I have a a sense of that, meaning that last week the Fed had a pause in rates. So that Mm -hmm. was a that was the headline. Hey, the Fed funds rate is going to stay at five and a quarter. That's been what's been dragging up all of our returns of CDs, very short term bonds, money market funds, et cetera and the market was positive about that it's been looking for hey when's the fed gonna you know stop raising rates which was a big negative for the markets last year and when is the Fed gonna start cutting rates, in fact? And what seems to have happened, the markets traded pretty well last week, and now coming into this week, you've got uh, Chairman Powell on the road saying, hey guys, ch- you know, let's realize we said, we're probably gonna keep raising rates later this year, mm-hmm. so we're not stopping, right? And, and the more that the Fed seems very focused on getting back to 2% inflation, which a lot of private economists think is going to be very, very difficult without a, a pretty severe recession. Mm-hmm. Then the more, you know, we get a little bit worried that what's been going on in the stock market, you know, may not last this year. We'll we'll see. Um, Was that you know, too
2: lofty a goal on the part of Powell uh, going to, for well, 2%? I,
0: I think that. You know, some private economists are saying, you know, the only reason we had one to two percent inflation for a sustained period of time was a, it was after the global financial crisis, mm-hmm. and b, it was during this migration of a, a ton of globalization. Let's say a lot of the a lot of uh, Chinese manufacturing coming online over the last twenty years, and as sort of deglobalization is starting to occur, meaning. A lot of companies are saying, hey, we don't want to be quite so reliant on China, given some of the tensions between our countries and given some of what happened uh, as China really had much more severe COVID restrictions than we did that really messed up uh, logistics, caused a lot of um, shortages uh, during COVID that, you know, if we're not going to have this sort of wind at our backs that kept inflation very, very low, then a lot of private economists, think that it's going to be tough to get inflation below 3% now, you know, before you, before everyone says, you know, gets bored to death here and says, well, Russ, like, please, like how much more economics can we really take here? <laughs> right. It's the, the point is, you know, really is the Fed going to keep raising rates up close to 6% because that's another big move higher
2: mm-hmm.
0: could really hurt the bond market even more than it's already been hurt and really could hurt the stock market as well. One of the things we've been noting, Dave, is, uh, and I think I mentioned it last week to our listeners, but it's important to know is that the fact that the S&P 500 is up as of the time I'm looking at this around 14% for the year, is driven mostly by seven stocks. Seven. Right, so Microsoft, Apple, Google, Meta, Nvidia, Tesla, Amazon, that's driving the NASDAQ higher. But if you look at what's called the equal weight S&P index which mm-hmm. sort of strips out the overweighted importance of these huge tech stocks mm-hmm. instead of being up 14% the S&P's up 4%, 4, right? Okay. And the Dow's up only 3% and bonds are pretty much down on the year. So, you know, one of the things we're talking to clients about and we've got some good stories this week is This may be a good opportunity with this big tech pop to really take advantage of this to lock in kind of where we're at and get our plans much more stabilized. It is a good time to transition to our first opportunity, Dave, for the next five callers to call in for a complimentary portfolio review and second opinion.
2: And to schedule with Russ, that's a phone call to 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ helps a couple remove over $20,000 in fees a year from their portfolio. Back in the Wall Street sweeper, Russ Hackman, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street and helping you get a clear picture of your financial life from four offices around Boston, Wakefield, Hingham, Waltham, and also downtown. Hey, Russ, I know uh, we're going to get into uh, another one of your great listener stories, which I do love. And I know a lot of people love because they put themselves in the story and they realize that, hey, it's Possible for me, or you point out a lot of things that they uh, need to look into. That's kind of what you're getting in now with the theme of um,
0: fees and helping to eliminate fees. Well, yeah, Dave, and I and I think overall, as I was alluding to in uh, our opening segment, this market upswing is giving folks sort of a fresh opportunity to, you know, what what happened last year was you can you can kind of say that it exposed some cracks in almost everybody's portfolio and plans. It's like, whoa, we lost money on basically everything. You know, almost everybody had that happen unless they had principal protected products and those those products generally didn't lose value. But jumping into the first one, we're talking about uh, a couple that came into our Wakefield office um, interestingly, you know, we've got clients that are driving in from Maine and New Hampshire. So appreciate those people Absolutely. coming down, uh, you know, to see us, um, into that Wakefield office, uh, these particular clients, 63 years old and trying to figure out how to retire in the, cu- the next couple years mm-hmm. and really anxious about it because of what happened last year. Now. They've done a good job saving over two million dollars save, which is you know pretty darn good yeah. for a couple. Uh, but they were even you know reasonably north of two million dollars. Now with their plan, they're saying, hey, you know we got beat up in 2022. We're appreciating the bounce so far this year, but as we started talking about, hey, how would your portfolio really stand up to that category five storm? that category five storm, that's inevitable. If you look at market history every 20 years or so, you know, how would you do in that case? And another sort of tricky variable, and we see this reasonably often enough, is that their advisor is a family friend, right? Uh, And we see this with, you know, it's family, friends, relatives, someone you've worked with for a long, long time where, you you, you know, clients can feel, um and listeners can feel guilty about you know getting this. it's like you know your doctor gave you some advice and then you, you go somewhere else you can feel a little guilty if you work with that doctor for a long time <laughs> right. right and in their case they're like you know gee we got this friend and 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 yeah breaking up would be hard to do but we're worried about this cat five risk we're worried we also have in the back of them back of our minds, Russ, we've heard you talk about these multiple layers of fees that people pay. And we got a suspicion that, you know, we're paying multiple lever- le- multiple layers of fees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked about the different steps that occur when people come into our office. Number one really is this portfolio x-ray that shows the performance risk and fees of your portfolio. And in their case, we saw that three layers of fees that you hear me sometimes talk about. Yeah. So their advisor said, Hey, we're charging you 1%. And it's like, OK, but most people are like, That's reasonable. Right. But then, you know, we see the second layer of fees. We see that they're in a bunch of mutual funds um, where they're also paying 1%. And then the third level of fees. So, You know, they're paying, they were paying 20 plus thousand bucks a year in sort of base level fees, another 20,000 bucks inside of those mutual funds, another 20, right? Wow. And this is very common with a lot of big box firms where they have you in mutual funds that they then have fees themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So we also saw they had about 90% of their assets at risk. So about 50% in stocks. 40% in bonds. Mm -hmm. And we saw that in a cat five storm, they could lose up to 500 grand. And we looked at that and said, you know, they just said, Russ, no way that would just mean that we got to work another five years. And we talked about this. And, uh, you know, some of our clients and and, uh, probably all of our clients and some of our listeners have heard me say, You know, if you're in a good spot, you've got a million plus save, you got 2 million plus save, 3 million plus save, you're close to, or you're in retirement. The number one rule of being in a good spot is don't screw it up. Mm -hmm. And then the number one way of screwing it up is losing money, right? (laughs) right? So if you put yourself in a place where you really can't lose money, which is what we did for these folks. First of all, we stripped out those fees, right? getting rid of 20 grand in explicit fees a year, but also saying, hey, we really only want 30% of our assets at risk. If a cat five storm comes, we might lose 15%. Mm -hmm. Well, we ain't losing 500 grand or more, right? right? So we wanna have only 30% of our assets at risk, 70% safe is what we did. And they ended up with a portfolio of they're 2 million plus, about 500,000 cash and CDs earning 5%. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. 500 grand in stocks, that's all we want. So our max loss is 250. And 1 million of principal protected safe assets, right? And we'll talk more, we can talk more about the details of this plan, but that really got them in a position where they can target returns in the 5 to 9% range The most we ought to ever lose is about 10%, even in a really bad situation, that's probably the situation. Uh, And then finally, we added a tax plan that could put them in a spot where they may be up to $400,000 better off down the road. But most importantly, fixing all this, stripping out the fees, put them in a spot where they definitely could retire in two years and know that they quote unquote can't screw it up by losing too much money. Yeah, right? so it is a good chance. If you'd like to talk to us about that kind of lower risk plan, it's a good time to do it with the markets up. The opportunity to narrow your range of outcomes. Make sure that you are not going to get too beat up in that cat five storm. Please do give us a call the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: 617 674 2000. Schedule 617 674 2000. Coming up, what can Warren Buffett tell us about our own financial planning? Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, welcomes you back into the Wall Street Sweeper. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. We get together with Russ every week. He gets us thinking. And I'll tell you what, if you were listening to the last segment, I bet he got you thinking about, well, how much am I paying in fees? How much am I at risk? And and that's something that he can break down with you and and, uh, put the old portfolio X-ray to use from one of his offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. Uh, yeah, great conversation so far, Russ. And you do get us thinking about um, what we need to be thinking about with retirement planning. Well, you mentioned Warren Buffett earlier. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Oracle of Omaha. And even though he's got billions, he does have good practical advice for everyone. Uh, we do have a clip from a recent CNBC interview to explore the key to investing for the short and the long term.
0: I think it's the same thing that makes most sense practically all of the time, and
2: and that is to consistently buy, keep buying it through thick and thin, and especially through thin, because uh, the temptation, when you see bad headlines in newspapers, maybe to say, well, maybe I should skip a year or something or just keep buying it. The trick is not to pick the right company, it's to be, because sh- most people aren't equipped to do that, and plenty of times I make mistakes on that, the trick is to, to do it consistently and to do it in a very, very low-cost way, because costs really matter in investments. Uh, That makes an enormous difference in how much money you have on retirement. Omaha fast food restaurants love Warren Buffett. But what, Russ, does does this tell us? What does this tell you, what he said?
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently he loves his Dairy Queen, right? Yeah. Doesn't he he eat like a burger and a Coke every day? er, Every day. amazing. Yeah. He's in his 90s. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good. You know, and and, I... Uh, clients and listeners have heard me quote buffett and and obviously you know it 's great to hear him and, and you know the message there 's sort of two messages that Warren gives that you know are very useful in putting together financial plans. you know number one is coming out of that quote that he just made, which is, Hey, for most people, as you 're accumulating wealth, you should be putting money into the stock market. you should be doing it in a low cost way' If people have met me and uh, or we also have kids of clients that we're meeting, you know, they're 50 or younger, in some cases, 55 or younger. It's, hey, you ought to be your particularly your 401k. It should be 100 percent stocks. You don't want any of these target date funds that have bonds in them. Buffett hates bonds, by the way.
2: He does. Uh, Even in good times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, he's saying, you know, a bond is an inert piece of paper and a share of stock is ownership in a company where people are going to work every day Ah, to earn a profit. There you go. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And but the other thing that Warren says, so that's sort of the advice for for folks 50, 55 and younger and particularly advice that. You know people's kids ought to be you know ought to have uh but on the other hand you know another thing he says is listen don't have any money in the stock market that you can't afford to lose half of right that's another good quote of his you know sometime in the next 10 years and we don't have that audio quote at hand but he's basically saying hey You look at history and that's what we do a lot here on the wall street sweeper. We look at history, we see that these down 50% moves can come. So Warren's talking about down 50%. We call that a category five storm and yeah, those can come along, uh, at any one point. And so therefore when we're meeting with someone and they are, you know, 55, 60 plus, and you know, it's one thing if you got $10 million and we do know people like that, but you know, if you got less than $5 million, which is, you know, most people, and you, you, you say, well, I've got 60% of my money in stocks, let's say, or 70%. Well, that means that, you know, if you have $2 million, you know, that means that you got over a million dollars in stocks that you own. And if that drops in a half, you're gonna lose 500 grand and nobody wants that we got a lot more worn isms that can be incorporated <laughs> into our plans, but it is another time to uh, give us a call. Come in and see us for a complimentary second opinion. We'll talk to you about how the Warren advice applies to your portfolio. Look at a portfolio X-ray around fees and risk, et cetera. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: And you can schedule with Russ with a call to 617-674-2000, 617 617-6- seven four two thousand coming up another client story of taking advantage of this year's market upswing to optimize their plan and make sure they can stay retired with a much less volatile financial portfolio Wall Street sweeper sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street every week with Russ Hackman on this show and uh, with you. If you meet with Russ at one of his offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, Waltham, uh, whichever is most convenient for you, that is where Russ can sweep away that clutter in your life. As he pointed out with the case study earlier in the show, uh, finding fees, unnecessary fees, finding too much risk. That's what he's looking for. Let him perform that portfolio x-ray on you. I do have one quick Warren Buffett quote and it's uh only when the tide goes out do you discover who's been swimming naked now i only know that that literally <laughs> so what is where is he going with it somehow financially i'm sure
0: look when the markets are going up you know everyone's making some money and you don't really know about the money you should be making and yeah years like last year and when we analyze portfolios now you can you can say, "Hey, you know, my portfolio didn't really hold up that great last year," and you know that that that's the equivalent of you know uh, not swimming naked, any swim trunks, swim <laughs> exactly. trunks when the tide goes out. They're around your ankles. And there we go. So yeah, <laughs> you want to be you want to be sure that you know you'll be okay in the Category Five storm, or when the tide goes out, you'll still be you know, fully
2: clothed. That's, yeah, good that's point. what you want. Oh, yeah. and all great quotes from Warren Buffett. Definitely. <laughs> well, we got some uh, questions here for Russ. If you want to submit a question to Russ to be answered on the air, you go to the website, HackmanWealth.com, HackmanWealth.com and click the radio tab to submit your question. Like Helen in Lexington, I'm 58 and I'm concerned that I'm not diversified enough. I have both international and domestic stocks, but at the moment, that's it. Should I look into real estate investments or precious metals and thank you I do appreciate your tips each week.
0: Okay, yeah, thanks Helen for the question. You know, sounds like it's an all stocks portfolio and so when you're 10 years and in from retirement, that's called the red zone where you get to the point where big losses could really influence your ability to retire or if you're already in retirement, you're 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 solidly in the the red zone. And so for Helen You know, it's it's time to start thinking about having less of your money in stocks overall and start to build up those safe assets that, um, you know, might be again, nothing wrong with earning, you know, what's going to be later this year, probably five and a half percent in CDs. Nothing wrong with that at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with principal protected investments of different kinds. Uh, so that's sort of point one. You want to start thinking about that. If you can have principal protection but still have some market upside, that's a good thing to think about. And then uh, secondly, probably a little less on the international side. I'm one of those advisors and maybe um, just somewhat uh, different opinion. I'm not a big fan of international investing. If you look at Europe, if you look at Asia in general, you know those markets really have never done a whole lot better than the U.S. market and were You also have foreign currency risk We're all our lives are denominated in U.S. dollars and I don't really think you need much uh, foreign diversification. So um, let's jump to the next question uh, there and hopefully that gives you a feel, Helen, for for some of the answer to your question.
2: We got time to get in, Douglas, in Back Bay. Given the volatile market we've been facing, would that make bonds a reasonable and relatively safe alternative? Also, I do understand the bond market lost money last year. How do you lose money in bonds, especially if they're
0: government bonds? Right, good questions all around, Douglas. Um, you know, we said that you know bonds can lose money uh, if interest rates go up, and so, for example, uh, if Interest rates are at one and a half percent and you own a government bond. And then to, a year later, long term rates are three and a half percent. That means that old bond that is only get one and a half percent a year loses value. So that's how you lose 15 percent in general on bonds this is what happened last year. Not a great place, as evidenced by last year, for your safe money, better alternatives uh, out there. And, you know, again, I'm like it as opposed to. If you got a stock bond portfolio, I'd rather see that bond money in something that's totally principal protected, whether that's CDs, money market funds, uh, some kind of insured product that's principal protected, or securities products that are principal protected, like those a lot better than bonds. Uh, a good chance to transition to uh, an opportunity for folks to call in for that second opinion, come in and see us. We'll give you our view of the right amount of stocks, the right amount of safe assets, what safe assets you should be looking at, and how you make sure that your income is consistent.
2: Call in to schedule with Russ at 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. It's going to be about you when you come in and meet with Russ at the office most convenient to you, 617-674-2000. Coming up, that next client success story. hackman is president of hackman wealth partners and this is the wall street sweeper consumer advocate dave perkins with russ hackman sweeping away the clutter of wall street uh sweeping away the clutter in your financial life he certainly can do that he he gave a great example of uh decluttering in the sense of finding unnecessary fees and finding possibly too much risk in a client story that he shared with us earlier on the show
0: but russ it's time to get into another one of those yeah dave um as we've been talking about, you know, we do have, we have seen this market upswing this year uh, and it is, you know, people have seen some comeback in their portfolios that people have received their March 31 statements or if they're getting monthly statements as those statements have come out, you're seeing a recapture of some of those losses from last year. That's good. So what you're seeing there is your stocks are coming back. Your bonds are not if you still have those bond mutual funds. In some cases, they're actually down this year. As folks are coming in, it is a very good opportunity to say, OK, we're, we're a bit off the lows from last year. We've talked about the fact that, you know, this market rally that we're seeing is a little bit th- and driven by just these seven technology stocks and as we know you know that technology market can kind of giveth and taketh you know real fast It, it is in some ways the casino element uh of wall street and so as folks are coming in it is a kind of a fresh opportunity to ask some of the most important questions in financial planning. The most important questions that we ask are uh, number one is if I'm 95 and still alive, where's my money coming from? No matter what, Mm -hmm. right? That's the most good question. question. And then, then within that and putting a portfolio together, it's, is our level of stock market risk, right? So in other words, if the cat five storm comes, which is inevitable in the next 20 years, to be a broken record here but that's it if and listen to buffett your your stocks can drop in half in the next 10 years so if that happened how much would i lose and a portfolio x-ray will show that and then you can kind of size up how much you should have in the stock market based upon your tolerance for losses and on the other hand okay what are we going to do with our safe assets you know what are we going to put those in and do we have a plan to reduce taxes those are the major questions And a lot of plans out there, uh, if you're listening out there, a lot of plans out there are missing these elements. Do I have the right level of stock market risk? Do I have the right level of principal protected assets? Are all of my assets earning income? Uh, And do I have a tax plan? So an example of a couple that came into our Waltham office that joined us as clients this year, 70 years old and just retired with one of the retail big box firms that's been okay for them over the years, but had a horrible 2022. And again, very concerned about what could happen to them in the next cat five storm. They're saying, hey, if our retirement could be threatened in any way, you know, obviously we just don't need that. And again, being a bit of a broken record here, if you got a good amount saved, your retirement is pretty comfortable. The number one rule is don't mess it up. And if the it ain't only broke, way you can don't fix it. Main way you can mess it up, lose money. Right. Right. And we don't know when those cat five storms are going to come. We just know it's, it's like hurricane season every year. Right. You don't know when the hurricanes are coming or who's going to get hit, but, but we know they're going to come
2: it, eventually. Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And so, uh, and it's not to be doomsday, but just to say, Hey, it's going to happen and it is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so for these folks yeah they they had over two million dollars saved and the portfolio x-ray showed us that they were 50 50 stocks bonds again with we saw two layers of fees over one and a half percent off where they should be in terms of even their stocks making money every year Mm -hmm. Uh, and we saw that they really didn't have any safe assets um and that they could lose perhaps Six hundred grand or more, if you really put it through the stress tests, which we do as part of our portfolio X-ray, and they're saying, you know, Russ, if we if we went from two million to one point four million, you know, we would be devastated, right? That's a lot. They'd be in be in the street tomorrow, but their lifestyle would be dramatically altered. Yeah, and that'd be very, very anxiety-inducing, particularly if it happens in one of those really bad decades, like we saw during two thousand and one, two thousand eight, where you had two of these mm-hmm. kind of back to back in one decade. If that happens at some point, you know, that is just that's true. You know, it was only may seven su- years between. You those. May survive it, but it is just a lot of stress. Yeah, right? that that you just don't need. Uh, and so, you know sitting down and and rolling up our sleeves together, which is what we do in the office. It's, you know, we put together these draft plans, these complimentary plans that I talk about, but then it's a matter of, you know, what do we like? What do we don't like? And how's this fitting exactly our objectives and adding in things like uh, what do we want to leave to kids? What do we want to do on the tax side? So... To fix this, again, first of all, it's, a, it's an asset allocation discussion. The biggest way you can influence your retirement is, where's my assets? I mean, it may sound a little obvious, but you know, how much do I have in stocks? How much do I have at risk? And how much do I have safe, mm-hmm. right? The only things I want at risk are stocks, right? I don't want bond market risk. It doesn't pay, even now these bond funds are earning 3% and you got risk of loss as the Fed keeps raising rates, right? Mm-hmm. And again, you can size up your stock risk by using that Warren Buffett-ism. I could lose 50% in a market downturn, right? So in their case, we're, we're using these three buckets. I got stocks for the appropriate amount. Ideally, those stocks are producing income. I got cash, CDs, Maybe very short-term Treasuries under a year, yielding five percent plus. And I got a middle category with this, which is this principal-protected category that may be about half of my portfolio. That portfolio consists of assets that can go up, but are principal-protected against going down. They can be principal-protected by an insurance company. They can be principal-protected but in the securities market there's different ways that these safe but upside assets are created but all of them have the effect of with this and my liquid money i can have 75 percent of my money safe and that's just a good feeling right that's the plan we put together for these folks and for you folks listening out there if you want to come in and see what is it like to get a portfolio that has a narrow range of outcomes. I don't want big swings, right? Nobody wants big swings in Mm -hmm. their assets up or down really for that matter. It means you got a lot of risk. If you'd like to come in and talk to us and see that complimentary plan as if we were the captain of your ship Please do give us a call. The next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: 617 674 2000 connects you with Russ and his team. 617 674 2000 to talk about you and let's get decluttering. Russ takes questions from listeners. wall street sweeper russ hackman sweeping away the clutter of wall street and helping you get a clearer picture of your financial life and also helping you get a clear picture of what could be harmful in your portfolio as russ has shared twice on the show. That's what he would love to do with you from one of his offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. Well, let's get into some listener questions. If you want to have your question answered on this show, it's easy. Go to Russ's website, which is HackmanWealth.com. Click the radio tab. That is where you can submit your question. Throw in your town, too, so we can mention it. HackmanWealth.com. Click the radio tab. Jackie in Watertown. Uh, Russ, I am super confused about the differences among mutual funds, index funds, ETFs, etc. Can you please explain in plain English and also which ones we should have our money in and which to avoid?
0: Yeah, this is (laughs) super confusing, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like, well, where, you know, where should I have my assets, right? And, you know, you hear me sort of saying, well, mutual funds are no good and, and everyone uses kind of shorthand and, you know, so on and so forth. But I think the best way to think about it is all of these assets are what you would call like a collective investment vehicle, which means, you know, it allows me to own a diversified portfolio of stocks by kind of pooling my money in an entity where there may be billions of dollars and I own a small piece of that entity, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would kind of call the the sort of the high-level thing, that's a mutual fund, right? And the question really is what is in that fund and what fees are being charged? And you have, in general, when we're saying stay away from high-fee funds, we mean the ones where you're paying you know, 0.5%, you're paying 1% to own a portfolio of stocks or bonds and there's some supposedly smart advisor running that fund, somebody working at a mutual fund family and they're being paid to sort of beat the market which they never do, right? Mm -hmm. So the main sort of subcategories to this big thing called a mutual fund, stay away from these actively managed mutual funds where that means you can and you can tell that from the fees half a percent one percent we like index funds which means those are passively managed or the fees are very very low and so you have active mutual funds passive mutual funds and then the third category is exchange traded funds or etfs this these second two categories are where you want to be and the simple way of knowing what's worth being in is it's got low fees, Mm -hmm. right? And even we heard that from Buffett earlier on, the most important thing is to avoid having a couple percent a year from fees and underperformance leaking away. That's one of the things that comes out of our portfolio x-rays is it's, if we're saying, hey, you're running this amount of risk based upon your fees, you should have earned an extra X right over the last seven years. That's not in your portfolio that should be there. And it's very hard for you to know that that money should be there without really doing sort of a deep, deep mathematical dive like we do uh, in these portfolio X-rays.
2: Well, and uh, thanks so much for the question, and, and and definitely you can schedule with Russ and come in and talk more about this. I mean, he can really go have the time to dig even deep deeper, dig even deeper with you, Doug and Hingham. Russ, you talk about having less than fifty percent of our assets in stocks, but are not stocks the best place to be long term? I know some advisors say that you should have one hundred percent of your money in stocks.
0: Yeah, there are some. There are some advisors who say that. And again, it's to me kind of setting your level of stock market risk is is a pretty simple thing. And, uh, you know, for anyone out there who you know thinks we're a broken record, sometimes I feel like we got to be or just <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of, you know, there's a very well-known large asset manager that advertises a lot that says you should own 100 percent stocks all the time. Right. Wow. But my question is, OK, but since the stock market can drop in half, then what happens to you when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And well, the answer is you lose half of your money. Now, the, I guess the answer to that is the stock market always comes back. But I mean, how many people have 500,000, know, a million, a million and a half, two million? half, 2 million, pick a number can can sit by, you know, calmly while the market drops in half and their p- value, of their portfolio drops in half. So, yeah, if you're if you're a huge institution, you probably should be all stocks. But if you care about what happens, if you lose half your money, you probably shouldn't. Right. Uh, yeah. me, it's as simple as that. And so, you, you, so you yeah, I, I do want to earn the sort of eight, nine, 10 percent annually that I can earn in the stock market. But sometimes, you know, we talk about these principal protected vehicles where you might be if the market's going up 10 percent a year, you might make seven or eight percent a year, but be insured against risk of loss. Well, I tell you, that's to me, that's a pretty good deal. Right. And and if you and we all have to care about risk of loss, you know, unless you're sitting on one hundred million dollars and. You know, even those people care about losing money. Of well, course do they do. That's, that's maybe that's more so. got to have $100 million. <laughs> that's right. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, exactly. So I think we don't have time for another question, but. Uh, we'll hold it for kinda, next week. Yeah, just kind of shifting gears um, and getting to the latter part of the show here. You know, we talk about, you know, it is a it is a good time it's always a good time to get a second opinion on your portfolio particularly if last year was rough i do think that it is a mistake to be seeing the value of your portfolio go up you know that your plan had some cracks in it last year during a two category two or three storm and to see your portfolio coming back up this year and be like okay now i can relax uh, and kind of kick the can down the road. I'm telling you that there's cracks in most people's portfolios that we see. And the last thing you want is to be, you know, seeing the whole thing crumble when that big storm comes. So I, you know, we enjoy when people do come in and, uh, get our second opinion. As I tell everyone, you don't, you can get our second opinion. It doesn't cost you anything. We have a lot of folks who become clients. We have a lot of folks who, um, uh, we have folks who decide not to become clients and all of them remain our friends. Uh, it's not a pushy process at all. We just enjoy the opportunity to meet everyone uh, who does come in. So let's provide that opportunity again, Dave, to the next five callers that's, that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. That's the great thing about it. It's not a pushy process. It's an educational Uh, process, an informative process, not pushy, great second opinion, or just getting into retirement mode initial opportunity. 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Well, coming up, Russ is going to take a look at the economy and what we can expect uh, in the weeks and months ahead. The Wall Street Sweeper. Another great conversation with Russ Hackman this week on the show. Russ is president of Hackman Wealth Partners and around Boston, four offices. And that's really convenient for you. Which one's closest to you to come in for a great initial consultation or second opinion opportunity, whether downtown Wakefield, Hingham or Waltham. It's all about sweeping away the clutter in your financial life. Uh, Russ, I know we're going to take a look and you want to take a look at the economy and give us your thoughts on that in the weeks and months ahead. I did have one question for you. You mentioned earlier about the seven tech stocks really propping up the markets now in a big way. Uh yeah. it, this this uh what we're seeing now that's on more on the positive side is that without that influx of money from the federal government also that we saw during COVID.
0: Well, yeah, I mean we're not being driven so much by federal stimulus and in some ways that federal stimulus you could say that actually propelled inflation. And by the way, yeah, I guess to some extent, I maybe I'm taking it back, Dave, because the the government is still running huge deficits. Yeah, right. So that is so basically they are (laughs) right right? having an influence on the economy. Mm -hmm. It is keeping interest rates up. The government has been borrowing a lot. So, but yeah, kind to kind of get to the overall kind of perspective as we're looking forward. As folks know, we're not really trying to guess what's happening in the markets, but it's interesting. To take stock of the risks and opportunities ahead, you know, I think it is a little bit concerning that we don't have that much market breadth, uh, breadth, we should say, driving mm-hmm. the markets forward. It is you know a handful of small stocks that are driving the market forward. We got the Fed rattling their sabers, saying, "Hey, pay attention. We still want to get back to two percent inflation, which we're nowhere near, and you know we're going to keep raising rates. So, you know, I guess I get paid to be paranoid, but you know that makes me <laughs> a little that makes me a little worried that." Um, I like you being a little paranoid right it it makes me a little worried that there could be a shoe to drop you know later this year the risk of a recession is still out there and I think the level of kind of calm out there again is making me uh, you know sometimes you're in the eye of the hurricane I guess that's what I was wondering also yeah right. right so you know I but again we're not we're not here to guess where the market's going we're here to say You know, make sure your house is in order, make sure you can withstand those storms, make sure that if you're in a good financial place that there's no way to get out of that good financial place and really the only way to get out of it is by losing money. So um, let's do transition to, uh, let's wrap up the show. Thank you all for listening. Let's transition to that final opportunity, folks. Uh, to call in, come see us for a second opinion, complimentary portfolio review, portfolio x-ray and our view on what you ought to be doing with your plan.
2: Talk to a fiduciary about your financial life and what is the clutter in there? What are the dangers, the red flags in your life. Now it is a great second opinion opportunity 61767420006176742000. Hope you're with us again next week. We're back. Same time, Russ Hackman and the Wall Street Sweeper.
1: be subject to caps restrictions fees and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation such as a percentage of organizations profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients we have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest if any exist please refer to our firm brochure the adv2a item 4 for additional information